I was very nervous because, you know, one, you know, this is the first time I ever even got close to a gorilla. You know, even though I knew the anatomy was very similar, uh, liver surgery is a complex and, and, and high risk on operation. So the last thing I wanted to do was to, you know, have any bad, you know, outcomes from this. This is the James Cancer Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg, and my guest is Alan Sung, the Chief of the Division of Surgical Oncology and a specialist in liver, bile duct, and pancreatic cancers. Alan is now also one of the world's leading experts on performing liver cancer surgery on a gorilla. <laughs> really, a gorilla. Her name was Shalia. And she was a resident of the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium. It's a pretty amazing story, and I, I can't wait to hear all about it. Welcome to the podcast, Alan. Thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, how could I not after I heard this story? <laughs> so this is pretty unusual. I want to say I'm an expert, but... <laughs> More so than most. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person I know who's performed liver cancer surgery on a gorilla. So yeah. I'm calling you an expert. So, <laughs> so you really are an expert on humans yes. in minimally invasive liver, bile duct and pancreatic cancer. You're known nationally as a specialist in this. So for some reason, I think perhaps that's how and why the Columbus Zoo contacted you. So how did they contact you? And what did you think when they, you know, proposed this kind of unique surgery? Yeah. Well, this was definitely a once in a life uh, experience opportunity. Um, it started last fall. I, I got a, um, a really just a, a phone call. Uh, it was uh, I was uh, actually in the operating room and uh, I wasn't able to answer, but I listened to the message. Uh, it was actually from the Columbus Zoo uh, where they, you know, uh, mentioned that you know they had got my name uh, from uh, uh, some recommendations and, and they wanted to talk to me about uh, uh, potentially you know seeing a gorilla that had a liver tumor. You know, when I heard that message, I first thought oh, this is a practical <laughs> joke from one of my friends or something, uh, but I you know I decided. You know, to call back. And indeed, um, uh, they were looking for um, uh, someone to, to evaluate one of the their gorillas uh, that was found to have a, a liver tumor. So how do you evaluate a gorilla to yeah. see if she has a liver tumor? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can poke around at her belly and ask if yeah. this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so that was actually very eye-opening in terms of what the, um, uh, the facilities that are out there at the Columbus Zoo. So not only do they have the entire uh, zoo where we walk through and see the animals, but behind it, there's a whole you know, hospital facility to be able to take care of all the animals. Uh, and um, uh, one day they had noticed that uh, Shalia, uh, the, uh, the gorilla, a female gorilla, had a mass in her belly, in her abdomen. And then uh, what I didn't realize, they actually have, you know, CT scanners in this hospital. So they're able to sedate her, uh, get a CT scan. They confirmed that there was a large uh, 10 centimeter uh, tumor growing from the, the liver. So 10 centimeters is about how big? Um, I would say the size of uh, maybe a, a small um, uh, cantaloupe. Wow. Or softball, you know. That's why it was visible because yes, it was so exactly. big. Now give us a sense of how big is Shalia. Yeah. So Shalia was probably about uh, four feet tall, but 220 pounds and pure muscle. Yeah. <laughs> so her arms, as you can imagine, uh, uh, were, you know, bigger than, you know, uh, both of my thighs. <laughs> yeah. So that's a dangerous animal. Yes. <laughs> now, did they send you the CT, CT scan so that yeah. you could analyze them? 
Yeah, they have state-of-the-art uh, art, uh, facilities there. So not only were they able to send uh, electronically, but they also were able to biopsy it. Uh, uh, and uh, they have a preliminary, their, their uh, pathologist there was able to confirm a, a liver tumor. Uh, but I think, you know, one of the great things about the, sort of the James uh, Cancer Center and even the uh, the vet school here at Ohio State, you know, we all work together in uh, taking care of this patient. So they sent the pathology report uh, uh, to the uh, our um, our OSU human uh, liver specialist pathologist, and they confirmed that this was a, a liver tumor that uh, had the chance of uh, becoming a cancer. Wow. So you've determined that uh, Shalia has a cancerous liver tumor, a big growth, the size of a small cantaloupe. Yeah. What do you do? Like, how do you schedule surgery? Where do you do it? What precautions do you have to take? Yeah. I think one thing to uh, I think most people understand uh, surgery uh, is you know involves a lot of people involves you know highly skilled you know roles uh, that you know not just the surgeon uh, but there's a whole team of you know nurses you know uh, uh, scrub techs you know even anesthesiologists uh, so what the the Columbus Zoo got was a, a whole team so we had a, a team of anesthesiologists from uh, Riverside uh, and then from my standpoint I treated uh, Shalia since she was the reason why they called me was you know. There was uh, most of veterinary uh, um, uh, doctors uh, don't have experience with taking care of like sort of human sized uh, uh, liver tumors. Uh, they have uh, definitely a lot of expertise in like smaller animals, but this was almost very similar to a human operation. So uh, I think, you know, that's one of the main reasons we're reaching out. So from my standpoint, uh, that's why, you know, I treated this uh, Shalia just like a human patient. That, that makes me think how similar are the anatomies of a, of a gorilla and a human in yeah. particularly in the area of the liver yeah almost identical in terms of the blood vessels the bile ducts the, sort of the size of the the liver uh, it's almost a very it's almost identical to to a, to a, so I would say like a, a, a human now I'm also guessing that perhaps because this is a gorilla who couldn't say oh I have a pain in my liver yeah that this cantaloupe size tumor might be one of the biggest you've ever seen. Uh, well, not, not in a human, but uh, of course, I've never actually seen a, uh, any kind of tumor uh, in a gorilla, uh, but this was a fairly sizable. So if it was in a human, uh, our recommendation would be to, to remove it anyways. Remove the entire liver or just? Oh, the- no. So this was, uh, this was on the left side of the liver. So we needed to uh, remove the left part of the liver with the tumor. Okay. So walk us through the surgery. Where was it? And any precautions in terms of how much anesthesia you use? Because I'm sure you don't want uh, Shalia waking up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the main thing, this this took uh, like weeks and weeks of uh, planning uh, because I wanted to make sure that we offer the best care for Shalia. And in order to do that, uh, I wanted to try to mimic or replicate what we had at the James. Uh, so in terms of myself, but also um, uh, uh, one of my partners, Dr. Asam Ijaz, who's also a liver surgeon, uh, the both of us were the main surgeons. Uh, but then we had our whole team of like our nurses and scrub tech because we are, the James actually donated uh, the equipment, as well as some of the companies of some of the equipment that we use for liver surgery and brought them all over to uh, the Columbus uh, Zoo Hospital. So it was pretty much, besides the room, all the equipment and all the expertise uh, was there uh, for the operation. So walk us through. You, you, yeah. you The anesthesiologist puts yeah. Shalia under, and yeah. I can picture you standing there with a scalpel and like... <laughs> 
about to cut into a gorilla for the yeah, first time. Yeah. I was uh, very nervous because, you know, one, you know, this is the first time I ever even got close to a gorilla. You know, even though I knew the anatomy was very similar, uh, liver surgery is a complex and, and, and high risk on operation. So the last thing I wanted to do was to, you know, have any bad, you know, outcomes from this. Uh, but, you know, we, I pretty much just thought of it as a, a regular, you know, human patient that I would treat, you know, uh, in my, in my normal surgeries. Uh, besides the, the cutting through the skin, as you can imagine, you know, if you've ever seen the gorilla, you know, sort of the skin, the, their skin is a lot thicker and tougher. Yeah. Uh, so getting through that was probably the only difference. But once uh, we got through it, you know, we set up every, we did everything uh, as we would do in a human patient. Now was, was the tumor sort of self-contained? It's just, and, yeah. and how do you actually cut it out? Yeah. So that's, uh, so it was self-contained. So we're able to remove it entirely with good margins. Uh, and in liver surgery, you know, there's, um, uh, if you ever, uh, uh, see like, you know, like a, uh, like a pig or a, a cow liver, it's a firm, you know, uh, you know, firm, you know, organ. And then, but there's inside, there's a lot of blood vessels, a lot of yeah. bile ducts. So from the CT scan, we have to, you know, recognize, you know, sort of the location of it. Uh, and as a result, go through it uh, carefully, making sure that we secure, like, you know, tie or clip uh, or seal all these uh, vessels and bile ducts that we go through. Now, Normally, I would imagine that after a successful surgery such as this, at some point you would talk to your patient and <laughs> see how they're doing. How what's was the post-op procedure like since this is a gorilla who you couldn't really talk to yeah. and explain what had happened to yeah. her? So that was the interesting part. Uh, so right before... Um, uh, Right before the the uh, we we finished the operation, uh, I noticed that some of the uh, uh, Columbus uh, vets were painting Shalia's uh, fingernails uh, like a bright pink and, and purple, and I was wondering why are they painting her fingernails? And but they were able to explain since we had an incision on uh, Shalia's uh, belly after we closed, even though we we suture it closed and you know and make sure it's, it's nice and skin tight. You know, it's just like any animal. Whenever they see something like that, they're going to start picking at it. The last yeah. thing we wanted them was to pick open the the um uh, the wound so the, they they told me that they paint the shalia's uh, fingernails like you know these bright colors so whenever she goes down and you know, tries to pick on it she'll notice the fingernails and then that way it'll be distracting to her and then she won't pick at the wound so it's sort of the same concept of when you put a cone over yes exactly after yeah. surgery, but except for that one you, the dog can't yeah. do anything but now they, they distract her because they see these bright you know colors on the fingernails did it work in terms of did, the yeah. fingernails? Yeah. So afterwards, of course, there's, um, uh, so we have an excellent team of, uh, uh, of Columbus Zoo, you know, uh, veterinarians, and they're really around the clock. Uh, they were able to, to monitor her. But unfortunately, unlike uh, in humans where you have your private room, you can go to the, say, yeah. the ICU or like your own room, you don't have that option for a gorilla because the longer you keep them away from sort of their family, the more, you know, I guess, nervous and anxious and disruptive they can get. So Literally, it was only like overnight uh, uh, where they, uh, they wash her closely. But then afterwards, they had to put her back with her. I mean, she had uh, kids as well. So they had to put her back uh, with her, uh, the rest of the gorillas. Wow. I'm assuming a human that um, uh, less than 24 hours probably would still be ambulatory. You wouldn't be able to do that. But yes, a gorilla exactly. could. Yeah. So we had to make sure that we had a good team of anesthesiologists and, and even afterwards they would be uh, uh, giving her, you know, sort of pain medications to help with the uh, sort of pain control afterwards as she's, you know, even back with her, her family. 
How do you give a gorilla pain meds? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I think they, you know, I think they mix it with the food okay. uh, because I think that's probably the easiest yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> and how do you as the surgeon do a post-op uh, visit with your, yeah. with your patient? Yeah. So the great thing about um, uh, this, uh, this experience is that, you know, I got to work with an excellent uh, team of, uh, uh, of um, uh, veterinarians at the zoo and they actually have a, a lot of experience with post-op. So uh, it would just be, you know, sort of daily and then became weekly, you know, sort of updates uh, since it was hard for, you know, uh, it's not like I could go in and, you know, and, and just examine her. So they had a whole team of veterinarians that were, you know, sort of monitoring her afterwards. And she did well? She did very well. So you performed su successful <laughs> liver surgery on a gorilla. I did. <laughs> now, um, I know it was the pandemic and it was hard, but did you and your family get to go to the zoo and see her? And did you get to brag to your children about what you did? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting. Like, um, uh, uh, before the surgery, I actually had to meet, well, sort of like consultation. I wanted to meet the, the, the gorilla. So what they did was, you know, they brought me uh, to the, the, the back and you could actually see her, you know, uh, with her family and playing. But, you know, the first thing I noticed, like, you know, she knew when the, uh, the veterinarians were there because, you know, they recognized them. Uh, so, you know, she, they came up to the window and I, that was the first time I realized, oh my gosh, this is a, a very strong and <laughs> scary <Yeah>. uh, gorilla. <laughs> So then I took my uh, family, you know, to the zoo and I said, this is the, the gorilla that I'm going to be operating on. And I, and I still to today, they still make fun of me as the sort of the gorilla doctor. <laughs> oh, I thought that's a badge of honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know my family, they, 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 they try true. to find any way to put fun of me. <laughs> there you go. So um, is there anything you learn from this experience that translates to... Yeah. Uh, treating uh, human patients. Yeah. I think one thing I, I, I learned is uh, sort of the collaborative um, uh, uh, and the sort of the team culture mentality, at, you know, at Ohio State, uh, especially, you know, uh, working very closely with the uh, you know, Columbus Zoo. Um, the second thing, I, you know, that I realized that, you know, for, you know, advancing, you know, uh, sort of human uh, science, a lot of times we, 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 we use animals, right? So, you know, this was a way for uh, uh, me to give back, you know, you know. The San Diego Zoo has your number in case one of their gorillas <laughs> has a liver problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for sharing this story. I, I'm tempted to say a funny story, but it's not. It's, it's a a gorilla is a patient. You took yeah. care of a patient. You did the best possible work with all your knowledge and had a great outcome that extended the life and quality of life of your patient. So job well done. Thank you very much, Steve. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Solov Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.